Less Than 2000, the podcast. I adore me more. Okay, we're definitely not using that. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Or are we? <laughs> I don't think, you know, if we do another take, I had to it's close, not going to get any better. I had to close my eyes yeah. to get through that. Like, I couldn't look you in the eye. Well said. The only way I could muster getting through the beginning of of I adore me more was to actually close my eyes. Do you remember this one? That was it. It's the same song, I think. Dream on, dream, dream away. away. I think I'm gonna have to stay. Hey, I do remember that something one. like that. <laughs> is that actually the same one? Is I that think, actually the same song? I think it is because I really only know three Color Me Bad songs very well. And the slow one is I Adore Me Amore. So I'm guessing that was it. Oh, yeah, that had to be. <laughs> I mean, because I was amazed because it was like, I think the other day when we were talking, we were like f- trying to figure that out. It was like, we're talking about the same song, bro. It's just yeah. like the refrain and everything else is different. Right, right. And it shouldn't jive. It feels like it's a totally different track. But it's yeah. the same song. It's all I adore Mia Moore. How how did we how did we end up choosing this for our topic? I wanna sex you up. I don't know. I that, that I just the thing is you I think you called I, me up and you go, what is more yes. 90s than CMB color me bad? Right. Yes. I mean, there is nothing more 90s. Then color me bad. I'm sorry. Early '90s, specifically early, early '90s. '90s, very very early '90s in the the Millie Vanilli vein. And this is this is uh yes okay so this is our second to last episode of the season, and we're we're you know rounding third and we're coming home for the year 2020. And so we, I just wanted to we just needed something that's like screams '90s. And it's also pretty dope because I mean let's be honest like you know color me bad CMB this album that's my initials bro. Chad Michael Bischoff. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to say it for everybody. I mean, Michael is sort of a... I'm not proud of my middle name. Should I be proud of my middle name, Sure you should. And I've been saying for years, you should go by Chad Michael. That should be your name. Well, that that would be cool. I think the reason why I'm hesitant on my middle name is because my mom never used it unless I was in trouble. Yeah. So I was trained from a young boy that if I heard the word Michael, I knew I was f- and so well, CMB does <laughs> CMB does not mean uh, Chad Michael Bischoff. It means color me bad, bad with two D's. So keep it. You got to remember the two D's. And, you know, they got their name from a, a, a horse, a racehorse was named color me bad one D. And I guess from that, they they came up with the name and uh, their original name was take one. Uh, but they decided to go with Color Me Bad because there was a band called Take Six and they felt that it was too too close. Probably a good idea, but does it really matter? Because they, they still only really had one album. I, mean, I guess they had that second one that we didn't even realize existed that came out in like 97, they have, they which have I several guess we will albums. not be talking. No. What? They, 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 have, they, have, they have a few albums actually. No, but they had one, one album, CMB. <laughs> they had one album. That's it. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. We are talking about the CMB 1991, July of 1991. Uh, this just screams early 90s. They, so they, they intentionally wanted to be essentially a new kids on the block ripoff. And, uh, and they, I mean, they just went for it. They were uh, high school friends. They were in an acapella. They were choir boys, literally choir boys. 
and they decided Makes to sense. form an acapella group and 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 make this kind of music. And, and and color me bad, I think they go from because it is a multicultural group, unlike New Kids on the Block, which is about as white as it can possibly get. It doesn't get any whiter than that. You got you got you got this multiracial uh, thing, color me bad. You know, it kind of works a little bit like in living color, maybe. And and it was it was a it's a good name. <laughs> and I'll just go ahead and say it now. Yes, I only remember three of their songs really. Having gone back and listen, and, and I always thought they were really cheesy. And you know, you just roll your eyes when you become an adult. Of course, at the time it was great. I. I it was fun. I, you know what? I'm not gonna sit there and tell you I'm gonna bump CMB like in my in my car with my you're not, subwoofers. Yeah, you're, you're not rolling down the windows going sup, bro, busting out groove my mind. But it's just happy, mindless, fun music that just brings a smile to your face and takes you back to like fifth grade. Yeah, I mean, because let's be honest, you were ten when this came out. Let's put this into context, all yeah. right? So. When you heard the song, I Want to Sex You Up, that was about the coolest damn thing you had probably heard at the time. You are absolutely right. That is why I got, I, that's why I bought this album for that song specifically. And I remember I just wanted the single because all I cared about was that song. But I knew I couldn't get away with it. I, I knew if I had a, a cassette tape that had, I want to sex you up on it, that's a sure way to get caught. Oh, totally. And, and get that taken away from you. So I had to buy the whole album. And, and just, just looking at the album, it is, is just screams early 90s. I love it. it it's like a time capsule. And, and, and it's, you know, it's the nice thing about the early 90s is like, the 90s didn't know the 90s were there yet. I mean, we're talking 1988, 89, neon and all that stuff. It's just great. Love it. Oh, it just completely was like, it was just a slight evolution of the 80s when it came to early 90s. I like how their their Color Me Bad is in literally three different colors, red, yellow, and blue. Yeah. I mean, everything is about how much, how many different colors can we put in? They're, 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 they're wearing, they're screaming Late 80s, early 90s jackets yes. and, and undershirts. And it's just, it's dope. I, th- I think we should bring that fashion back, to be quite honest with you. I've been Googling that lately, trying to find some of that fashion. I want to bring it back. And I'm serious. <laughs> uh, okay, so they were discovered by Cool and the Gang. That, that's who originally found them. So, that, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Cool and the Gang is all time. Uh, in terms of party music and just one of the greatest bands, 50 years of music discovered by cool and the gang. They ambushed Bon Jovi after a concert. They waited for Bon Jovi to come out. They ambushed him and sang acapella songs to him. And he, and he said, you know what? I want you guys to open for me tomorrow night. The the very next night they played in front of 20,000 people opening for Bon Jovi. How sweet is that? I know. That's like an American success story. I mean, that's just like the classic follow your dream, you know, stalk a, stalk a celebrity well, yeah. and, and sing to him. And, and then, and that also kind of reminds me, skipping ahead a little bit, that do you remember the episode of 90210 that they were on? They were on Beverly Hills 90210 and went to the Peach Pit and started singing to the did gang really? at the yeah, Peach I don't, Pit. I did, and I don't Kelly went that. up to their uh, hotel room. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what I think is impressive? And, and, and this is, I'm glad to know that, that literally they were a bunch of friends in high school that 
you know, stalk the celebrity and just start singing and, and trying to get the attention and follow their dreams. Because so many of these groups are completely manufactured by the machine. Oh, these guys were too, but they... they <laughs> well, no, but yes, yes, but no, because they were already friends. They weren't like, hi, I'm Jim. Hi, I'm Bob. Hey, okay, we're going to be dancing and singing together. All right. Yeah. How long have we been friends, guys? We've been friends for a while now. Is that, what we're, is that the story we're going The thing with? is, they no, were No, these choir guys were actually yeah. friends. They were right. choir boys. Yes. They were choir boys. Not even just friends, choir boys. This is okay? true. But look at who they were emulating. They were emulating New Kids on the Block, which is the ultimate manufactured group. Well, they were... Yes, they were emulating what was made in the machine and in the cog and spit out to the American public. But you can say that it's a cooler story because they actually were friends. They, they, they knew each other before they were famous. They knew each other before they had success. They had maybe what we would consider a misguided view of what they wanted to be because <laughs> I, mean, I don't know who wakes up and goes, got it. I'm going to, let's be like the new kids on the block. But at the time, they were the hottest thing in the world, and chicks dug that. I mean, every woman loved these guys, and they loved new kids on the block. So I get why they did it, but they weren't manufactured by the machine. They might have been processed once they were picked up, yes. Okay. I got but your they, point. they came into this with pure intentions, not packaged before they even knew each other. Okay. And that's cool. Fair enough. It also gives me hope for you and me, Chad, and it gives us hope, hope for us who, you know, became friends way back in the day that, that you and I might get discovered from this podcast, that somebody might come along and be like, hey, let's put these guys in front of 20,000 people tomorrow night. You know, I'm telling you, I mean, if they just listen to our opening of Me Amore, I Adore, I, I really think they're going to start to see the... Uh, the foundation. I adore Mia Moore. <laughs> did I say it wrong? Yes. Mia Moore, I adore. I did it backwards, didn't yes, I? Did. <laughs> if they just listened to our beautiful singing that we bestowed upon everybody up front at the, at the top of this episode, seek no further. Agents will be, will be <laughs> throwing cards at us. I didn't realize this un until getting ready for this. There is a front man to the group. I thought it was just a... a, a Four guys, a quartet. Yeah, an ensemble, yeah. There, it's the short-haired George Michael, who is the, the, quote, front man, and his name is Brian Abrams. I don't know the other guys' names, and I will refer to them as the long-haired George Michael and <laughs> Kenny G and Millie Vanilla. Yeah, I mean, throughout. he is the guy with the short hair, but if you look at all the photos, he is kind of positioned a little more up front. I should study the photos a little closer. This was a band of four. I mean, come on. This was, you know, there might be a front man, but let's be honest. They did so much together. Well, to that point, though, when I was watching the I Want to Sex You Up video today, they, I noticed Brian is the one that sings the, uh, the verses and everybody else, the other three guys are just going, ooh, 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 ooh. I want to sex you up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then they also have, La 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 la. So let's 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 transition to I adore Mia more and that music video. Chad, do you have any thoughts on that music video? Uh, you know, you you were asking me like what what made us actually think about doing this? You know, color me bad uh, for our second to last of season one. I was sitting on the couch the other day, and that music video came on MTV Classic Hits. And I'm sitting here because, you know, like since I'm stuck 
before 2000, you know, it's what I watch. I don't watch MTV now. I watch MTV classics from the 80s and 90s. Yes. So everybody's aware. As That's well my MTV. Yes. That came on. I'm like, oh, yeah, these guys, I remember. And then I became so mortified because it was one girl and all four guys literally following her around and serenading her yes. and singing to her. And and that's weird. Yes. And I remember calling you up and I'm like, watching this now, this feels a little weird. And I remember you saying, what? Creepy. Well, no, I remember you going, it was creepy when I was 10. Yeah. <laughs> It was creepy when I was 10. It's not just creepy because you're, you know, I'm pushing, you know, 40. Mm-hmm. It's, it was creepy then. Four dudes all clamoring for the yeah. same girl. Like, e- even at a young age, yes. you're like, I don't want to be, if I'm going to be number two or three on that list, I'm out. Exactly. The, the story behind it, this just, this makes it a little bit better justify it go you see it you see the beginning you see the beginning of the video they are shipwrecked those four guys are are shipwrecked and are on a desert island there is no girl there something wash like this chest washes ashore and they open it up and there's stuff in it one of the things in there was like a magazine cover or a picture out of a magazine and and that girl was the model or whatever and then they all you all kind of see them sleeping so what's happening is this is the one girl they've laid eyes on in a picture and however long they've been stranded, they are all taking naps in the same bungalow. Yes. And, and a little close for comfort. No, no, that's no. their dream. They're dreaming about her. Yeah, I so get it. In their no. own head cannon, It's just them. You don't see the other guys in their own particular scene. But then they shoot it where they're all following each other. They're literally like neck and neck. All like, yeah, kind of swaggering toward the girl. I don't think I, so. I don't think so. I think the only time you see them together is when they're singing themselves as a group on the shipwrecked island. I, I'm yes, fr- and, then she, and then they cut to her and she's right there. It's the same. It's the same. No, no, thing. no, no, no. no. There is a cut. Like, come on. When when she's in there, it's them in their particular dreams, and they're and they're 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 serenading her. They're they're like, well, the the Millie Vanilli guy kisses her and wakes her up. They they all do something different, and so I don't think the other guys yes. are ever in they, the they, shot. They, they 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 all do something different. Yes, but I'm sorry. Like even even the fact of like the magazine cover, you know what I mean? Like they're all looking at the same hottie on the front of the magazine. Like yeah, the whole they're on thing a desert is island. Weird. They're on a desert island. It's the only girl they've seen in however many months or years. I mean, anyway, I'm just saying it has an explanation. I'm not saying it's not creepy, but it's less creepy now that I know okay. there's a reason behind okay. it. They're literally all four on their knees, bending down, staring at the photo, waving in the wind together. Yeah. I'm sorry. Everything about this is weird. That's different than four, a gang of four guys following a girl down a beach and all making a pass at her at the same They're time. They're passing the photo around to each other like, your turn, bro. <laughs> like, it's almost weirder. They're passing the photo around like, I'll be on the other side of the island. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> I think their best song is uh, All for Love. That hook is one of the catchiest hooks to any pop song I've ever heard. It gets stuck in your head. It is so catchy. It is so 
oh man, it is, it's again, screams 90s. There's that like little piano, doo doo, like over and over and over. The hook is a beautiful piece of early 90s pop schlock. I want you to know I do it all for love. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding you when I say they're, they're going through a revival right now. Look at the YouTube comments on all these. So many people are saying still listening in 2020 or rediscovered this in 2020. Uh, they are a pan. They must be a pandemic darling because people are, uh, people want happy. And that's why we do this show. We're, t- we're not, we're not. We're not curing cancer here. We're giving you mindless entertainment, trying to bring a smile to your face, trying to take you back in time to better times. And, 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 and that's what this band does for me. It's schlock. I'm not saying it's good music, but isn't it good if it makes you happy? Again, we talk about this all the time, how heavy and real everything has to be today and how like you're always going on and on and on about the anti-heroes and how everything has to be dark and yeah. what's good versus evil. It's all blended together in the same. For sure. So I get that. This truly is that you can't not smile when mm. you hear Color Me Bad songs. Like there isn't, <laughs> even before I wanted to recheck a few things right before we got on and I'm like flipping through and literally like... I, I'm grinning ear to ear as you're like coming on and like saying hi and you're like, what's up with you, bro? And I'm like, just checking out some Color Me Bad again. Like, <laughs> you can't hate this music, even if it's not like your thing, you know? Yeah. Even if it's not totally your thing, you can't help but go, this is just fun music. You can get behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's certainly not like I listen to Color Me Bad. I mean, I you, sometimes you hear All for Love on the 90s on 9 on Sirius XM or whatever. But it, it has it has been <laughs> close to 30 years since I really listened to this stuff. And and it we're not using the word hold up anymore because it, it's not about holding up. It's it, it it does what it's supposed to do, which is make you smile. And, and 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 it's yeah, it's not good music. It's not Beethoven. It's not you know Pink Floyd. It's it's just cheesy pop, and that's all it was ever meant to be. And and it and it delivers. I want to say w- one thing about Brian um, Brian Abrams, the front man. He, he there's some really dark stuff out there about him. I didn't I didn't realize this. He he he's a major drinker or was he he's he's struggled with substance abuse. There's a video clip of him on Dr. Phil out there if you want to see uh, hear about his journey. I think it's just from about a year ago. He it, three DUIs and get this he pushed one of his bandmates. The color me bad bandmates pushed him on the stage really effing hard. Like not just like a friendly little push like pushed him down, maybe off the stage. He landed into some equipment. He was arrested for assault Wow! and charged with assault. But it sounds like I, I looked him up on Instagram and it, it, and it says, it doesn't really say anything. It's just pictures, but it, it says recovery warrior on his, um, you know, singer and recovery warrior. So I really hope he got his together. Um, yeah, I do too. Turned his I life mean- around. You wouldn't think that somebody that's saying all for love would be doing the things that you're claiming he's doing. Here's the thing. I, I, I came up, I came up with this idea about these guys and it applies not just to this band, but anything that gets big. Certainly it happened with like vanilla ice and things. Something becomes, first of all, something comes out and everybody loves it. 
It gets sure. big. Everybody loves it. Then everybody parodies it. Totally. And then everybody hates it. Then everybody forgets about it. And then people remember it. Huh. And that is the cycle I think these things go through. If you have any lasting cultural impact, but but you got to keep in mind for at least half of that time. And in fact, most of the last 30 years for Color Me Bad has been in that hating it, forgetting it category, I would say. Right. And so it, it's got to be hard to live like that. It's got to be hard to have that much fame at a very young age. You're the biggest thing. You're on OSTs. You're, you're opening for Bon Jovi and Paul Abdul. You're selling millions of albums. You're on In Living Color. But your your shelf life is like a year and a half so tops. short yeah so <laughs> short and then nobody knows who you are anymore. then everybody wants to tear you down and then then people on it for 10 years oh it's so cheesy and all this stuff and then people just forget about it you're just out of your consciousness nobody even well, let's color me bad but after a certain point if it has lasting effect it will come back and it looks like they are coming back right now which is amazing. Well, good for them. It sounds like he's getting his life in order. It sounds like they're coming. They're 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 making a comeback a little bit, and they truly are. I mean, as much as I want to joke about their some of their music videos and some of what made them super famous and how cheesy some of it is, they truly did have an impact on society. Oh my god! So many people loved their music. It 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 spoke to an entire generation of young people that were ten to you know, 16 at the time. And anybody that was in that age, that's a stamp on their life forever. And good for them. Yeah. And their homies that were friends from school. So that's even cooler. I I was good for them. I I was actually about to jump in at a certain point there and say, Chad, I feel like you're using just your stock answer, you know, your stock point, Uh, just your, 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 you know, they can apply to anything. You got the smart one. And no, that's because you got the smart one in. You gave your whole, like, you got to be forgotten and you get and then remembered. And you gave me chills thinking about it, which I didn't want to admit (laughs) on this, that you actually gave me chills for a smart point. Cause that's usually not you, but no, like you, you said something really great. They were forgotten and now there's their time again Yeah, and they do deserve it. Fair point. And, and I, especially the last thing you said, I just don't want people to get the wrong impression that even though I think it's fun and cheesy and I really enjoyed going down memory lane, I, I, Boy, I really cringed at the thought of people thinking Adam Wentz was deeply impacted by Color Me Bad. <laughs> okay. I might have gotten a little overzealous <laughs> in the in the impact. Of, it brings back good memories of, of my job. It brings back good memories. And that's, that's all that's it needed to be. So Yeah. And that's what this show is all about. Bringing you back <laughs> to the good times and your, your happier halcyon days of the early 90s. Before the world went to hell around the year 2000. <laughs>